0: Bilky, we've returned yet again. We did. I'm happy to be here. After many trials and tribulations. It was an arduous path, but we <laughs> have walked it. We have walked oh. it indeed. Oh, man, on today's show, we got a bunch of DC news as far as, like, Batman's concerned, Black Adam, what have you. We got the rundown of Disney+. Plus. We both experienced it a little bit. Yes. Uh, we purchased that and stuff. And then, of course, we'll have a nice Mandalorian little lookover probably the first episode for sure second episode maybe not because you know uh, i mean we can do it this is a spoiler (laughs) podcast it is a spoiler podcast so let's get that intro music going and get this show on the road And welcome back to Hulu Nerd, your recreation destination for all things nerdy. I'm your host, as usual, Jalen Holston. Alongside me is a man that, well, he, he fought Gotham with all of his might in the last one, and today is one of the greatest bounty hunters in the galaxy. Mr. Bilkey, how are you doing today, sir? Indeed, I'm doing wonderful. I've had a couple of days off
1: work. It's been great just getting to relax and have some time to myself and. I'm, I'm so ready
0: to do this. I to say, are you hyped for this rundown we got? Because it's going to get dude. nutty, bro. It's round two. We are here. <laughs> we are here to fucking win. Game five mentality, baby. All right. So first on the docket, Batman adds Andy Serkis and Colin Farrell. Andy Serkis got confirmed this week, actually. He is for sure playing the role of Alfred. Hype, dude. Dude, can you, like, what a great choice. I couldn't agree more, man. And they're,
1: like, really loading up this cast.
0: Oh, yes, they are. Because so far we have Robert Pattinson. I mean, Robert Pattinson <laughs> playing uh, Batman. Yes. Um, Zoe Kravitz, uh, she's playing Catwoman. Paul Dano, again. Most of you probably don't know that name, but when you see his face, you'll be like, oh, that guy, he's really good. Uh, he's playing the Riddler. That's a big role. That's a big one. But maybe this is going to be his, like, Heath Ledger coming out, like, oh, I'm a good actor type deal. Dude, you know that would I
1: mean? be awesome. I hope so, because... Even though DC movies don't always succeed in my
0: mind, they always do a good job with their villains. They really do. So I've, I hope they, he lives up to it. Yeah. They, they do a pretty good job, minus, you know, Justice League and Superman vs. Batman or whatever, but those are the only ones that I'm whatever, really whatever. just like, we, no, I can't believe it, That's oh, shit.
1: They just try to cram too much into those movies. A little bit. I feel like I was watching two movies
0: in one. That's the problem with Batman vs. Superman in literally one sentence. Yes. Yes. One hundred percent. And then, of course, we got Jeffrey Wright as Commissioner Gordon. We mentioned that one with the pod with Brandon. Uh, that was I'm hyped for that one, man. That's gonna be awesome. I am super hyped for it. He's so good. And then we got Colin Farrell again, rumored to be the Penguin. And then uh, Andy Circus, which was just confirmed this week as Mr. Alfred Pennyworth. Bilky, this cast is dynamite. The plot sounds pretty dynamite from the early uh, rumblings that we've heard of it. He's going to be a real detective. It's going to be less action movie-ish, more noir kind of stuff. What does this do for you for the relaunch of Batman again? It excites me, dude, because we're actually going to get a real Batman. I
1: feel like they've gone so far away from the detective aspect of his character that this is going to be a really nice um, new fresh thing coming onto the scene. I agree. They're regurgitating Batman, but in, a, like, a whole new way. So my excitement is, like, whenever I saw the Dark Knight series starting to, you know, develop into what it was. Yeah. And I'm hoping we get to the same level of hype
0: throughout all of it. Because the Dark Knight was really, really good for what it was. But, like, again, that was still, like, a really tech-heavy Bruce Wayne. He had the tank Batmobile yes. thing or whatever. So, like, I want to see, you know, that new gritty noir Batman story where it's, like, he's got to take on a bunch of villains maybe... And he's using his detective skills like he does in the comics all the time. I mean, I don't want to see... Like, as cool as Ben Affleck was just throwing people through walls, at the same time, I'm like, uh, I don't know if pulling a tire in the Batcave <laughs> while it's raining is going to just all of a with sudden... The with shit. the chains and With the chains I mean, I, I don't know what P90X you got on, but I... Did not get the same treatment. Yeah, which, which DVD did he get? Uh, that's what I'm saying. Apparently, superhuman ability upon viewing. I had the I had the novice version. Oh God,
1: <laughs>
0: you were not prepared. No, not for that one. Oh man, well, staying in the realm of DC, Black Adam has finally gotten a release date. It's trying to go December twenty second, twenty twenty one. The same day that is supposed to be James Cameron or James Cameron's new Avatar movie. Um, could be a problem. But hey, we got a release date, and Dwayne The Rock Johnson is for sure still playing Black Adam. I'm excited for that. Dude, I'm hyped. I can't wait. Because Shazam was so much fun. Shazam was fun. And the way I see The Rock
1: back to whenever he was in the WWE and whatnot, he knows how to play a character well. And, I mean, I'm excited to not see him in, like, some crazy action movie.
0: Yeah, I mean, it'll be cool to see him finally cross that bridge and be in the superhero realm, I felt like it's a realm that he should have been in a long time ago with the way his charisma is and his personality exactly um, so the fact that he gets to play Black Adam is cool and it also means that they're definitely trying to get that Shazam world of like the new gods and stuff opened up in the DC EU, um, and that's gonna be one hell of a time if they ever get there dude I mean, it, I think it's
1: going to take a long time. Yes. I think within the realm of 10 years, kind of like how Marvel did it. It's true. It's going to take a long time to develop all of that stuff, if they're going to do it and be successful. I agree. But well, I'm excited for it. Let's yeah. see,
0: I, like Let's see what they can do. I can't wait, dude. I'm, I'm hyped on that one. It's directed by Wame uh, Um, He's like a horror film director. Um, he did That's Orphan. Cool. He did Orphan in the Shallows, not the greatest movies. Orphan was really good, though. I don't um, like scary movies. I'm not going to lie. Dude, you should... I'm going to make you watch Orphan. Because the end... You're going to be... At the end and you're going to be like, Wait just a second. <laughs> I don't like scary me? movies.
1: I will potentially give it a go, but... It's yeah. more of a thriller, bro. I promise. All right. I, I guess I'll give it a try. Yeah, you All will. those crazy movies where there's like an exorcism happening or some demon is just untouchable yeah, no, 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 taking over no, 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 no. people. That's no, no, terrifying. No, 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 no. I right? don't do those either. <laughs>
0: nope. 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 Never. Never again. But anyways... Uh, Since we mentioned Marvel, we'll go right into the uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier started production a couple weeks ago. They're obviously probably still in production now. Uh, I'm really excited for this show that's coming out on Disney Plus um, later on in the year. I really hope, again, that they're doing some form of Take Back the Shield or one of those storylines with Sam Wilson. Because as my prediction a long, long time ago... uh, Cap gave him the shield, so that was a great prediction. Some, let's though. see some. Uh, let's see some of the
1: material come on screen. Are they going to keep the same Bucky from the movies?
0: Yes, this? both okay. of those actors are still doing the roles, which makes well because Disney can afford them. By the way, I um, know the one is Anthony Mackie, but I can't remember the other dude's name. I can't plays either. Bucky, you know the first movie I saw that guy in? What? Uh, it was a. It was like a horror superhero movie. Um... Oh my god, why can I not think of it right now? I have no it's idea. It's actually what you're blowing about. my mind. Uh, the, can- That's I'm god. the covenant. That's what it the is. The covenant. The covenant. <laughs> Dude, have you not seen The Covenant? Please go watch I the haven't. movie. He's the villain in it. It's actually like, it's, it's whatever. It's interesting. I can watch okay. the whole thing all the time if it's on.
1: I like those kind of movies. I don't yeah. need to be blown away to enjoy a movie. No,
0: there are obvious, like, just. Terrible directing choices and writing, but <laughs> it's pretty good still. And there's a cool ending. You kind of want to know more, but obviously that's one of those movies that flopped, so... Nice. Never will. Uh, yeah, I'll check it out. I'll write it down. Don't yeah, you worry. Yeah. Well, speaking of Disney+, Plus, it finally launched during our absence. Uh, both of us have gotten to use it. Uh, but, Bilky, when you launch a new streaming service, there are some things that can happen that people were not very happy about. Yes, like making it run. Yes, or like having it crash instantly upon (laughs) opening up the website. I mean, I guess it's not totally outside of the realm
1: of possibility, but they should have... Prepared for it, knowing how big they are,
0: and right. how many people were going to buy into it. Like, this is Disney. You'd think they'd have enough money to make sure they have enough server cap for that first day so it's not streamy and laggy. I experienced it wa- trying to watch the first episode of The Mandalorian because yeah. my screen did that thing where like, it like pixelated and then it didn't move and then it was oh just no, no. there was nothing happening. I was like, I paid $70 <laughs> to watch this show right now. You better get it together, or you're going on the bench. You can call your mom all you want to. She's not going to hear it. She's not going to hear it. Nope, not, not one, one bit. bit. Oh! <laughs> Nailed it. Nice. Nice. We've been doing this a lot. <laughs> We've been doing this for a very long time, my friend. Oh, shit, that's funny. But uh, 10 million subscribers on opening day, and it's increasing by the minute. That is a lot of server capacity, but god damn it, they better have it, <laughs> right? <laughs> Expect oh the numbers. my god! And uh, the big selling point for Disney Plus, obviously, is there going to be a lot of Marvel and Star Wars related original content, such as The Falcon and Winter Soldier, WandaVision, Loki, Loki, uh, Marvel's What If, which is a bunch of like weird scenarios and stuff, Hawkeye, Miss Marvel, Moon Knight, and She Hulk. Bilky, which one of these are you most delighted to see? It's got to be. Moon Knight. Moon Knight, indeed. I'm really interested in the Wanda Vision and the uh, Loki and the She Hulk. Sorry, not Loki. Because um, I love the old Lou Ferrigno ones from the 70s. Like I right. still watch those if they're on TV. Like they're awesome. So or he's just painted green. Yeah, and he just comes out. He's just in <laughs> these ripped jeans. It's <laughs> so campy, but dude, I still love it because the the actual dramatic elements of that are really good. So I hope maybe they put some of that with the She Hulk with modern feminism movements and touches. That could be, like, the most incredible show, I think.
1: It would be super empowering, hopefully. It would be awesome, so. It, yeah. We've been, t- I, well, yes. It's been a long time. I, I had a number in my head, but then it just seemed exaggerated. But we have been talking about Moon Knight for
0: quite some time. At least a year or two on the podcast, we've been like, what if they did a Moon Knight show? And now we're getting a Moon Knight show! <laughs>
1: Like, Dude, I can't believe it's actually happening. He's it's such a cool character. Like, exploding it. I don't even know what I want out of it. I, like, like <laughs> your expectations, I can't even think because I'm just so happy that we're getting it in general. Yes. That I, it's just going to be like, okay, here's my plate. Put whatever you want on it. <laughs> I'm going to eat it up. So, um, yeah, that's got to be the one I'm most excited for. But right, also huh? this uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah. I watched Winter Soldier the other day, so it's got me like, in right? the mood to yeah. see some more. <laughs> It, oh, but man. it is strange that I've seen Bucky as White Wolf. Yeah,
0: so. I think it's weird, like to see where where does he really go? Because I think his character arc for mo- for the most part was done at the end of Infinity War, at mm-hmm. the end of the whole Endgame scenario too. Like, there's not really much else for Bucky to do. So I think this is gonna be interesting. Maybe if they lean more on developing Sam's character, um, is he White Wolf in the show? Maybe like where they. They're
1: kind of in a tough spot with that one. (laughs) Yeah. Because they can't just pretend that didn't happen. Exactly. Ooh, this is interesting. I hadn't thought about this until just now. Canon will get you. Yeah, they better
0: figure this shit out.
1: (laughs) No cap. That's all I got (laughs) to (laughs) say.
0: Well, moving right on down the list uh, of all the other um, Disney Plus shows, The Mandalorian was the first to drop on release. It released its first episode on November 12th, and then, sequently that Monday, November 15th, uh, I have seen both the episodes. Bilky has seen some majority of the, the, of the first, <laughs> so we'll just do the one, and then we'll leave number two for a non-spoilerish as much as I can
1: appreciate. Excellent. It. I'm working
0: on it. Right. So full spoilers for the first episode for sure. That's how this is going to go down. All right. So, uh, this movie or this, sorry, actually, it's a show, but I mean, it's a movie. This is a movie. <laughs> the way it looks. This yeah, is a film. Yeah. It's incredible. Uh, visuals looked absolutely spectacular um, and it was just like I wasn't expecting it because like I figured there'd be a little bit of a downgrade because it's on a streaming service but no like if this was me paying money at you know Regal to go see it bah, this is what I got
1: yeah they did a really good job with everything and I love the tone they set from the beginning yes where it had a western feel instantly to it. dude
0: I was like ooh is this is that
1: Clint Eastwood under that helmet right is this what's going on right now he, it felt like it because he w- was so silent and he was so stoic at the bar and then as soon as the drink slides down he's like
0: go time go time and he's no chill bro Mm-mm. none that's what I wanted I was hoping we would get savagery out the gate from this character just so we know like oh oh well he yep yeah, that's a Mandalorian that's a real Mandalorian and I always felt that way
1: like there was a savage tone to the movies back whenever I watched them as a kid I agree so I like that it's not PG essentially because I don't want it to be soft I want no. it to be
0: gritty like how I remember Star dude, Wars Because especially it's like, episode 2 I'm telling yeah. you there's no PG about that what happens in that episode it's awesome
1: that's amazing that's what I'm
0: looking forward to dude I text me when you've witnessed it because it I'm is, just gonna have to watch it later it is a, is is a true true delight when you get to that second episode but anyway um, good world building as well I felt like that was cool they instantly like established oh yeah definitely post Jedi uh right before um the new the episode 7 uh mm-hmm. force awakens so um i really like that aspect of it and i like the mixture of uh practical effects that they have in this already and it's really impressive that they're kind of going back to that george lucas esque time of star wars i have i have
1: a, like i don't even know how to say it but i couldn't like i couldn't agree with you more i had the same <laughs> revelation or experience you know I mean? watching it yeah
0: because that was what um george's films were big on like practical effects because they had to be at the time they didn't mm-hmm. have cgi um and then he made those horrendous special effects editions of the old <laughs> ones where there's cgi in <laughs> just random places it's okay then Georgia, you C- get cgi then C- you C- get cgi C- C- i swear to god like it oprah up. just went ape shit with the cgi um yeah it was my only knock on the episode I will say is that like it felt a little weird that we got no personality from the Mandalorian until literally like five minutes left in the episode in the middle of that big uh, fight with the the droid at the end right where he's gonna go find the big bounty that he's been told about or whatever um so yeah, that was a little weird for me, but
1: uh, I think I'm it's, okay with it's it.
0: okay, I guess, but that's really my only knock because I just enjoyed it expands the star wars lore a little more and that cliffhanger at the end was absolutely ridiculous uh, to say the least I don't understand it I'm, I'm scared of it I just, <laughs> what is going on how, how is it still happening this way with the things and I'm confused and yeah
1: I think that's a great thing though because yes. it keep. I mean it's got everyone interested because I was just like
0: oh what's going on here he said it was a 50 year old man and then blah, blah, blah and then when you see what happens you're like what in the actual fuck is going on <laughs> my pants Oh. There's, there's shit in my pants. It's everywhere. Someone help. Someone <laughs> love a God. Red alert. And episode two is very, very good. Again, we expand the mythology a little bit. Get to see, we get to see, like, the grit and the will of uh, the main character of Mandalorian in the second episode, which is awesome. Um, we get an amazing opening fight scene. And I mean, wow. You just, Nice, I'm looking forward to in, it. Again, you're just instantly, again, you're like, hey, John Wick. <laughs> He's like this you're is, comparing him to John. Wick? This is his John Wick episode, episode two. Okay. I on God, like this man just absolutely decimates human beings or alien things or whatever. Just all kinds, all kinds all of awesome creatures, life. dude. <laughs> and again, they hit you with that cliffhanger on this one, but you lose your mind. Really, you see it, you see it coming, and you're like, "There's no way they're going to do this." But like, I see where this is going. But there's no way they're going to do this, and then they did it. And you're just gonna sit there, and your mind is going to implode on itself, and you're like, ah, "What the hell's going on here?" That's amazing. That's exactly
1: what's gonna happen, dude. So, how many episodes are we gonna get? I you know? uh,
0: believe this. It's slated for thirteen episodes. Yeah. Okay. I think. That's high. Um, but yeah, so it's it's good so far. I can't wait to see how this whole thing goes down. As am I. <laughs> Staying in the galaxy of the Star Wars, uh, we have some Obi-Wan series news, Mr. Bilky, and I threw this in there because it, w- it sparked a big debate uh, in the Star Wars community of fandom, which, as you know, is quite toxic from time to time. Yes. Yes. Canks. <laughs> K- <laughs> wow. just gonna throw that man under the bus, aren't you? And Justin. Oh, God. I'll throw them all under oh, the bus. Oh, my God. There you he goes. You haters. <laughs> you freaking boomers. Anyway, I am on their side with this one, though. Yeah. Um, but here's the thing, so there will be no Darth Maul, um, and it's because of what happened in Rebels, and they want to keep things canonized, but at the same time, it's like, do you just say fuck the canon? Because it's freaking Darth Maul! You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, the actor is, you. the actor that played him in the 2001 movie fits the age again, so, like, you can get that actor, and you're already got Ewan McGregor, like, that finale, that could outdo the amazing fight that was in Episode 3 between him and Anakin Skywalker. You know what I mean? That could be that level of
1: Yeah, epic-ness. I couldn't agree more. I'm pissed. Yes. How do you not have Darth Maul with Obi-Wan? Like, what are they going to do, man? So the
0: explanation is that they want to keep canon as relevant as possible in these films. And in Star Wars Rebels, literally there was an entire season dedicated to the return of these two going back to back. Mm-hmm. And in the end, uh, Maul is dead. So... From that point on, Maul can't be in any movies unless they make one that's in the time of Rebels kind of thing. Was Rebels animated? Yes, that was the animated. Okay, okay. So because that happened on the animated show, more than likely they're gonna try to stick to their guns unless they're just like hearing too much fan appeal, like Sonic the Hedgehog, Hedgehog style. Oh, Um, I know what you're talking about. You know what I mean? Um, So yeah, I'm I'm bummed though. Which side would you be on if you were Disney? Would you say fuck it or would you try to keep the canon? Because you know people know Darth Maul, and not a lot of people have seen Rebels. That's where I sit on it. I know a lot of
1: people have not w- taken the time to see Rebels and understand that this Obi-Wan series is taking place after it, or whatever it may be, so I'm on the side of put Darth Maul in it.
0: Especially because we got him at the end of Solo. Like... Yeah. Ah! Ah! You just... Give me the Darth Maul. Man. Yeah, I think
1: they need to put them in there, honestly. And if those people are upset, then let them be upset. Because you know what? At the end of the day, they're still gonna watch it.
0: And and um, and the other thing that would happen if they did that would mean like everything that they've said is canon is now just questionable. So I understand from their standpoint they want to be consistent with that. But God, what a decision you got to make, though. Maybe because. That's what else is, what else is Obi-Wan going to do? Is he just going to be in the desert, chilling, because he doesn't have a save, lightsaber anymore or whatever? And yeah, does. I
1: mean, I don't understand what the plot line is. Are they just going to make up something new? I gonna,
0: Probably, but I'd rather just be Are they
1: going to introduce new canon to it? Probably. See,
0: then, and the, if you're going to do that... canon on canon on canon.
1: Save that for after you do the Darth Maul, Darth Maul arc. Right. What if they did... The end of Rebels, but in,
0: like, a live format. Ooh, to kind of just bring it as a recap? Maybe show that fight a little bit? Yes. That could be cool.
1: Then we get a taste of Maul, and then we can build from there, and that's the latter half of the beginning of the series.
0: I kind of thought maybe, like, what if Maul, they could just say, like, he figured out how to become, like, the only Sith ghost or something like that, and, like, he's just haunting uh, Obi-Wan. So we still get some Maul, but it's not like we're going to see him fight or anything. It's more of just, like, a... A character growth uh, instrument for Obi Wan Kenobi during the show.
1: I would like that because they have an interesting relationship. Yeah, and so it. I think it would be funny to have him floating around talking in his ear about the decisions yeah, he's making and sure, all sorts of for sure. shit. Yeah, that would be kind of interesting, right? At least give me Maul in some way,
0: shape, or form. Something. That's what I want. A reference, anything. Now make it happen. <laughs> like with the quickness, though, because I need it. Yeah, dude, for real. <laughs> all right moving on down the list here spider Verse was confirmed last week as well for 2022 there's been a new list of characters that are going to be in this movie um as, as well as the old ones apparently so uh we have spider-man 2099 the japanese spider-man from the 70s show and <laughs> nice. yes i swear to god uh superior spider-man scarlet <laughs> spider silk bombastic bag man that's a deep deep, deep cut. cut um and then of course spider punk and I believe uh, there's like a galaxy of Spider-Man in there as well. Ooh, like that's a, interesting. You know what I mean? There's Well the movies that the space suit. Yes. Yes. Um, so which one are you most excited to see on the screen? I think I'm excited to see the Scarlet Spider. Ooh, yes. Gotta say. I love Reilly, baby.
1: It's one of my favorite suits that I've ever seen on a Spider-Man. Yes. So that's like my base reason. Like, ooh, I like the pretty colors on. But other than that, I think it's going to be
0: cool to see Spider-Man 29, 2099 come to the big picture. <laughs> 2099 is cool, but man, Superior Spider-Man, man, man, that's awesome. It is awesome. Doc Ock as Peter Parker. That's a great story arc if you haven't read it, by the way. It's awesome. Um, That one for me is like, bro, what? (laughs) What are they
1: doing in this movie? Even though it's not on the list, I think the one I'm most excited to see in general is the one played by Nick Cage. Yes, Nick Cage. Yeah, little (laughs) Nicky Cagey. It's amazing, dude. Oh, he was cracking up with that fucking Rubik's cube.
0: Oh, dude, that line actually <laughs> floored me. It floored me in theaters and when I got home and watched it again on Netflix, I was just like, "Oh, cuz he's like, what? It's so smart. It's so smart. But it's so simple." Oh, that's so what some of the best comedy is. It's just simple. You don't have to be weird about it. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be sex jokes 24/7. Exactly. Well, you think Bill Cosby going you know, to pre pre the stuff. It was so successful. His comedy was clean, and it was hilarious. I used to listen to
1: it quite often, actually, and I would agree with you. It was fucking Eggs hilarious, dude. Over in the chocolate cake.
0: Milk is in chocolate cake.
1: One of my favorite ones was whenever he would talk about being at daycare, and they would serve them those graham crackers and the grape juice that they would yeah. leave on the radiator. It's all nasty and shit. Oh, he used to cry for you. Oh, oh. man! What um, happened, Bill? Uh, well,
0: well, you know what happened. Oh, sh- <laughs> shit, <bro. laughs> yikes! Anyways, um, moving right on down the list, I just thought this would be fun to talk about because I was watching our, our good friend John Campia. I wish I was friends with John. Campia. One day we're not, we're not, we'll keep friends. saying it until we're, <laughs> we're friends. Uh, but he did his top ten comic book movies of the decade. At number one, he has Avengers. Then it's Logan, Civil War, The Winter Soldier, Spider Verse, Days of Future Past. Guardians of the Galaxy, Infinity War, Man of Steel, and Deadpool. Thoughts about his list, Mister Bilky? Because I'll save my rant <laughs> for later wrong.
1: We'd share some similar opinions, so I will leave those to you. Okay. Um, I think it's an all right list. I lists in general are so hard, right? Just because everyone's opinion is different,
0: especially with comic book movies, right? There's so many that have come out in the last decade, man.
1: Right. I think that he threw a bone to DC by putting Man of Steel up there, because the other nine are Marvel movies. Oh, yeah. I think he could have chose a better one to do instead of Man of Steel. I agree. But I'm just not the biggest fan of the order he has everything in. I don't I don't see how you put Infinity War on there, but not Endgame. Because they're basically one movie. Exactly. So they're or they're going to take up two spots. Like Avengers... Oh... I don't know, dude. I don't know if Avengers is the number 1 movie of the past decade.
0: I think the original Avengers, which came out in 2012, um I think that definitely has to be the number if we're doing by the decade, has to be because that movie just broke everything as far as Hollywood and cinema goes because not only was it the first ever movie where we'd had other characters from other movies coming together in one movie, it was the Avengers and we saw it live on act- like on I remember just being in awe when they do that money shot downtown and they all spin around you know what i mean just like that moment for me is for sure logan definitely a number two Uh, i think that one i might argue is number one just because of critical acclaim and the actual movie itself like it's not the same type of movie as avengers but i would definitely give it a little bit more of a bone because of the script quality than
1: the avengers dude logan blew me away that is arguably my number one i couldn't even describe the emotions that I felt throughout (laughs) that compared to the normal emotions I feel throughout a Marvel movie because again out the gates like they just went ham you know what I mean yeah dude and it hurt it hurt watching that movie and falling in love with Logan's character over so many years to see that shit coming to an end Oh, it's interesting because Logan was like an end of an
0: era where the Avengers was the beginning of one. yes yes very very good observation there um, Yeah, and then, I'm sorry. I'm Mr. Campion. <laughs> you don't have a single brain cell in your body. Not one. Because in what universe is Man of Steel better than Deadpool? A movie that opened the gates and the possibilities for rated R superhero films to be made. Like, what is wrong with you, sir? We would not have gotten Joker had Deadpool not worked get off. I'm just saying that's one of the best movies superhero or not that we've had in a very long time and it came out radar wanna know why cause people were like oh it's got a superhero character but it's radar so I'm gonna enjoy it for sure I don't have to bring my kids they can just go be assholes to the babysitter or something and then you're just gonna disrespect it by putting one of the most sloppily put together films that I have ever seen did I do I enjoy Man of Steel yes I love Superman it's great but it's not my Superman. I gave it like a D minus. Like it's just enough because the action is <laughs> cool, but other than that, Amy Adams, horrific as Lois Lane. Worst interpretation I've ever seen. Script was awful. All of a sudden they're just, oh, I love you. Didn't we meet literally 24 hours ago? Well, you have a cape so. Yeah. Like that's how that whole relationship oh, was shit. in that movie. Like, what in God's name? What else, dude? Keep going. Other than that, I think Deadpool is good. I would move Deadpool up to number nine, delete Man of Steel, and put Aquaman number 10. Because, again, that movie was that. It was that movie that DC had to make successful so that we could keep going with these independent ones aside from Wonder Woman. Agreed. Shazam was good, but, like, they had to nail Aquaman. (laughs) Otherwise, this whole thing ain't going to work no more. Yes, you're absolutely right. So that's why it would weigh out. Okay.
1: Um, nice. And then Keep maybe going.
0: switch out... Um, I don't know. I think Wonder Woman's got to be on this list somewhere, man. Yeah? Probably instead of Guardians. Like, Guardians is good, but it's not a movie that changed anything, really. It was important in introducing the space aspect of all right, this Right, because that's how we get really into Thanos. But, like, at the end of the day, Wonder Woman did more not only as a movie, but as, like, just a culture thing as well, I feel like. So there's no way I don't think... My, I think she would be right there at number seven, probably for me. Days of Future Past was important, I guess. Days of Future Past was just a brilliant movie for X-Men.
1: There's, oh, it was this great. is a
0: tough list
1: to move around, because all these movies are important. Winter Soldier has to happen. Civil War has to
0: happen. Yeah, but like, again, those are just team-up movies, so I think you're always going to want the team-up movies to be up there, but... Winter Soldier was this great political thriller, um, so I think that one's fine number four. Civil War again, it's it's another Avenger y feel, but I can't really. I think the story in that one was pretty good, minus the villain, of course, and it introduced yeah. some like cool stuff like Black Panther and everything else. But like I would think, I would probably maybe and take out Winter Soldier and put it, put Black Panther in there as well. And again, another movie that did more than just be a great movie; it did more for like culturally as well. Um, And I think the story was better, the villain was more developed, it was more enjoyable to watch for me, at least. Iron Man 1 was 2008, right? Or Something like that? Something like that, yes. Okay,
1: so it doesn't qualify? No. Okay. Unfortunately not. Oh, I guess if it did qualify, this list would be totally different.
0: Yes, yes it would. Alright, well, on to DCTV stuff, uh, where Jalen recaps The Flash, and that's because Arrow got moved to Thursdays, but now it, it got moved back to Tuesdays with The Flash, and now there's Batwoman, so, yeah, good stuff. Um, all the time every time
1: consistency
0: always Uh, Flash was good last week I haven't watched this week's yet so just bear with me Um, good bottle episode didn't like it was a bottle episode Um, but whatever the crisis is coming so I can't wait Uh, Arrow my soul was once again disintegrated as it often is (laughs) oh I can't believe it's the last season man Uh, Black Lightning uh, they're showing a little bit of chips in the armor it feels like they're a bit stuck Um, yeah it does I, I can't I really don't know what's going on right now. And it's not... That's always scary. It's not good. So it's plateauing a little bit? A little bit, yeah. It's not not the greatest. Um, uh, yeah, Supergirl... Whatever. Batwoman had its best episode so far a couple weeks ago. It was all about Alice, and we saw that character development. We got to see a little bit more of the human side of the father character, uh, Kate's uh, dad. So that was cool to see. I can't wait to see this week's episode. Um, and then Titans. What the hell? with sti- nine episodes in and i still don't have nightwing i'm just gonna say that right now you're a failure you're a failure i would agree we had a whole season of robin had eight episodes nine now of robin actually it's just dick grayson now because he's not even robin anymore
1: so i'm just like they've already really they've gone that the, far the, into the his ce- character? yes
0: the the last the se- last scene of last season is him burning the, the bats the robin suit or whatever so like he's not Robin. He hasn't been Robin since like two episodes away from last year's finale. I guess now it's eleven episodes of Dick Grayson. I'm over Dick Grayson. Put the shit on. <laughs> Start clapping cheeks. Let's get the show on the road. I all right. Agree. It's Ridiculous. Yeah, but how Connor much is really setup, cool. Like, how how much time do you need? You don't need that much time. And also Connor's there, and it's awesome because we get a little bit of Superman stuff. You know, it's not like it's an anime. You can't just fill episodes with them bullshitting. No. No, you cannot. It's... God, it's ridiculous. Moving right along to video game news. Of course, it's just our league minute because there's nothing else really happening aside from Jedi Fallen Order. Did drop. It received great reviews. Hopefully, we get a chance to play it soon through some form of stealing it. I mean, purchasing it from a friend of a friend on the internet. For free. On the black market. On the black market
1: no dude i was on reddit earlier and i saw this awesome post this guy created a glove that he could use in his vr version of the game or like no a sensor way, and he could force push with it and do all of his force moves and then with his other hand he had a lightsaber controller that he created oh for god's so sake so when he plays he's really like hacking and doing all the shit and oh, i was like man this, yeah, Jedi, man this guy's got it going on since we were on the topic of that, yeah, yes. I
0: definitely want to hit that dude
1: up and be like, "Yo, send me something. man. Some, how much send you me need?" Some cash.
0: Uh, but a couple weeks ago, the League of Legends World Championships—they uh, occurred. The final happened. It was FPX versus G2, and FPX absolutely took a dump all over G2's face. Good God! It was not even close, dude. I don't think any game went past thirty minutes. Some could say they were playing blind and deaf.
1: Well. I don't want to say that G2
0: didn't try. I do. (laughs) Because, my God, man, you got outdrafted every game.
1: They did lose their drafts, but they also, I don't know, they picked their draft in order to pick off caps throughout the game. Right. And I don't think that game plan is the way they needed to win. No. Because you have, like, you have a good, wait, I misspoke right there. Did you mean to say that? I FPX's was thinking,
0: game plan was to pick off caps throughout
1: the game? No, I totally spaced out in my thought process, and I was thinking back to SKT. That was oh. their issue.
0: yes, that was their issue. No,
1: FPX, they drafted so G2, yes, that's the draft. Yes. G2 drafted... To where they... Oh, I remember. They only prioritized the rise that's for those true. first three that's games. That's very true. Super frustrating. If it's not working, you need to drop it.
0: Like we just watched at the actual final in uh, the It's Arena, yeah. right? How many games of Rek'Sai did we see TSM play and it still wasn't working? Yeah, they
1: prioritized the Rek'Sai so highly in the draft every game. Let's and that's what Lisa. we saw. Just play Yeah, with oh the my rise. God. It was stupid. I think that they needed to put caps on something stronger, but... With a little more risk. Yeah. It's like, the put him on a carry, like, right? Let's go. Let's Put see him on Talon.
0: Put him on fucking Wukong. Whatever you want to do. Like, spice it up a little bit. It's the final. What are you going to do? Lose? Yeah. Because you're not trying. You're not... I don't think G2 really played to their strength, which is basically the fact that they can put any draft up there. They can play a bunch of weird stuff. You know what I yes. mean? They're, you know, EU Team Liquid. So, uh, the fact that they really weren't confident in that, I feel like, and then uh, along with all of the other just... Terrible miscommunications they had throughout the game. Good God. They were set up for disaster. It felt like they played not to lose. Yeah. Rather than to win at all. In FPX,
1: they stuck, it was so simple. They always end up getting like three dragons, then they'll win a team fight, get the Baron, and stuff There's it down running, your throat. Yeah, and the game's gonna over. Kill you. Yeah. And that's what they did. And I think they just shook them. Yeah. Entirely. Cause just G- smacked
0: them in the face, and then G2 didn't smack back. It was just utter chaos, and they weren't ready for it. G2 hadn't really
1: had to deal with stuff like that up until that point. I don't no. think they really got their uh, asses clapped, as we like to say on this no. podcast. But they did. And they fucking put their tail between their legs.
0: Yeah, and waddled off into yeah. the into the abyss.
1: At the end, I think whenever FPX all started celebrating, their support still sat in the chair. And he was just like <laughs> taking his time. Like, yeah, fuck, that was cool. Nice, <laughs> nice scrim. <Yeah. laughs> fuck, that was nothing. Yeah. So they walked in expecting to win, and G2 did not.
0: They had the uh, tenacity and ferocity that it takes to take that trophy home. You which skins do you think they're going to pick?
1: Um, I don't know. I, I never am good at guessing which skins are going to come out. None
0: of my champions, unfortunately, are going to get a skin, but I don't know.
1: I don't even remember all the
0: people that they played, to be honest with you. But Pike got another one. Does Pike need another skin? He d- He's only got three. He's got his base one. Or, sorry, he has four. He has... The base one, Blood Moon, Sand Sandstorm, and then the uh the new one, the project one.
1: You know what I'm tired of seeing? Akali Is skins. Akali skins. Wonder wanna know why?
0: You're seeing Akali skins? Because she sells skins. I'm sorry, friend. She's gonna have a billion.
1: Oh, it fucking irks me, dude. Like, <laughs> why does Akali need all these skins? She doesn't. That's the answer. To because that.
0: Riot needs money.
1: It's just so frustrating because there's so many other cool champions that could get skins. There are. Talia. Yeah,
0: Talia could use some more skin. She would have never gotten one had Samsung not won Worlds. Guaranteed. That's my hot take. That is a hot take. Just saying. That's a good looking skin. That's a great skin. I love that skin.
1: Even though I don't play her and I don't think she gets a lot of play right now, Quinn could use another skin.
0: I think Quinn just needs a rework. Bad. Because she doesn't have a role. She's just like an okay bot laner, an okay mid laner, and an okay top laner. Like, you know what I mean? She doesn't do anything like spectacularly phenomenal. Agreed. She's kind of like Wukong right now. Wu Wukong needs one it's so freaking bad. But apparently he's on the list for BGUs and the gameplay. Reward. Oh, that's nice. So, that'll be cool. It won't be like a full-blown one like we got with the Collie or anything, but it'll be something for the little monkey guy. I, th- I think that's good. I like playing Wukong. He's fun. I agree. Um, but uh, Senna also came out a couple of weeks ago when we did yes. the pods Yes. And we will do, like, a full-on character review about, you know, at least from our perspective, uh, you know, low low insight into all things League of Legends, as we say here. Exactly. Um, on the champion, she is the wife of the fabled Lucian, my co-host's go-to pocket-pick bot lane champion. I love Lucian, man. Really. Oh, he plays a nasty one, let me tell you right now. Love to hear it. I'm super um, excited
1: to see her in the game, though, man. We've been talking about family lore as far
0: as characters go and yeah. if we ever get them into the game and it's nice to see it where is Yasuo's brother that's been a hot rumor for like decades I feel like that would be
1: amazing I'd just love to see them dive into the lore because they do such a good job at making it in general mm-hmm. why not use it rather than excuse me creating originals every time
0: I agree I don't think we need any more new champions we could I mean I should, they should rework all the older champions that have been there since season one, or at least update them visually like they have yeah. been doing. Um, once you get all those knocked out, give us some time to live with these characters that we've got for like a really long time and then just delay it and come up with a really great new champion that's from the lore that we all want, or not all want, but like all are hyped about some in some kind of way. Right. I understand what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? I think I'm, yeah, I think I'm cool with that because I don't need a new
1: Pike or a Nico or... Just a random. Any of this random shit. Yeah. The last time I was really hyped about a rando champion, I think it was Nar, because I'd never seen Gnar. something like Nar <laughs> before. Nar was a game changer, dude, because he was a shapeshifter. Yeah. But the way it worked was different, because, like with Shyvana, for example, you click R and you are going to turn into a dragon. With his, it's kind of similar to Rumble Overheating, where it's a bar that you have to manage. Yeah. So it was a cool aspect, and then all your abilities change. Yeah. Like, with Nidalee or
0: even Elise, you just change instantly. I agree, and I think Talia again it's more of a—that's a lore champion because well they made her a lore champion uh, mm-hmm. in compliment to Azir, so I think that one was cool on release. Kaisa again, it's one of those original ones, but it, it's one of the ones that worked. You know what I mean? Yes. Like she's had interaction with Vel'Koz and Cassadin apparently. She's Cassadin's daughter. Yeah, that's even cooler, right? Yeah. So like she, you know what I mean? It's just it's just like stuff like that. You know what I
1: mean? And I think it's a good thing for the game because it attracts people back to Cassadin. It does you put his name out there and Kassadin's been in the game for a long time. He's got cool lore and for like way back in the day, dude, he was banned literally every game. He was yeah. the most OP in the champ or OP champ in the game for years. It's disturbing. It was and ridiculous. then they started to change things. Yeah. <laughs> Kassadin was oh my god, he's the most broken character. Yeah, dude, it was so
0: obnoxious. <laughs> he is free win still at 16. I'm just saying. Yeah. It's oh god but uh-huh. I've really enjoyed playing Senna. I know that's how this started. We got a little We did, distracted. but it's, we're giving the background. But Senna is great. I absolutely, I think her kit is definitely overloaded, but I do like how you can use it, if that makes any sense. Yes. Like, it's definitely got way, way too much shit in it uh, for what she does. Um, but I think the high elo argument to how her kit works and why it functions that way makes sense to me. So I'm okay with it.
1: I think she's super fun. She does play slow to me, though.
0: She does. But I think that's intentional, right? It's got to be. Right, because she's supposed to be a support marksman, not just a marksman. Um, But I think, like, I know damage nerfs are coming, but I still think there's going to be a lot of LCS people that are going to use her similar to the way that we would use um, Sonoteric, right? So imagine now you have more of an ADC in that position. Right. Or you're going against one of those mage bot laners, so you want to match that up, but you still want to have AD on your team. She can be that AD on your team, like if she does some buku damage and she builds lethality items. So she's going to be really interesting, I think, uh, in the spring for pro play.
1: I like what she brings as far as lane control as well. And when I say lane control, I mean when the AD carry is out of lane. Yes. So she can freeze the wave. She can hold a wave. She can push harder if she needs to. I agree. She's got a lot of options on lane control, and I was having fun experimenting with that playing a couple of days ago.
0: That was one of the things I've enjoyed as well. Because, like, when you're the marksman, um, the way that she's able to farm, you actually just end up building these huge slow waves. And then when you shove that under tower, the ADC on the other team is guaranteed to miss at least four or five. Yeah, um, it's amazing. You know what I mean? Like, so she just gets these massive advantages, so your team has priority on the map uh, when she's in the ADC role. When you're the support role on Senna, uh, again, you can still freeze and manipulate lane a little bit, but I think the best part about that um, on the champion is that she just has lane dominance, like, no other champion. There's no other champion that has that kind of late dominance and range. And, like, being able to level one, walk up and do half health with just one auto, Q auto combo.
1: Yeah, the auto reset is nice. And the Q also applies on hit effects. Yes. Which makes it super fun to use. I'm experimenting with Black Cleaver. Fun. Oh, no! Nice. Very fun. You do Black Cleaver. I know attack speed isn't super well with her, but you can put a wit's end on there. So I'm. <laughs> so, here's the thing, though.
0: Like, I don't believe the hype. Like when I build attack tax speed on Senna, it feels so good. I don't think it's bad, but I don't see you building her like a Caitlyn. No, is what I'm getting at. But I think like you know, you if you get your initial, God, I wish you usually build first? Well, I to I was, go Essence Reaver. Sometimes I'm not going Essence lie. Reaver is nice. I think when I'm ADC, I usually go Manamute and then I go one lethality item, and then mm-hmm. if the depending on how the game goes, is whether or not I go with the second one. But like after I get those, I usually do try to get like a static shiv or a, uh, Runans. because the Runans does stacks of your passive as well. Oh really? Like it'll yank souls in a team fight, and mm-hmm. you won't have to worry about it. So, yeah, I think I think attacks beyond her is pretty nice. I haven't tried storm razor yet, but I kind of want to. The fire Cannon's fun because it makes your that's that so far new well. trap. But yes, it's disgusting. Yeah. You're literally in the back of a team fight just. Standing Because yeah. no one is near you at all. As well. She looks awesome.
1: And the fact that she has a delayed route is really nice. Because delayed routes are pretty OP, man. It's like, compared to a Zoe sleep. Right. You have Your team is allowed to prepare for it. Because it's a time delay. And it's so nice that it doesn't work like a sleep where it's a single target. No. You can get the whole team in there, potentially.
0: I saw a lane. I was watching uh, replays online. Mm-hmm. And it was a Syndra you know, APC. Senna bot lane so the combo they did that sounds was terrible. absolutely <laughs> disgusting so senna would w a minion and then uh cindra would use her w and pull it back and then right as it's about to expire and do the root cindra throws the w on top nice. of the bot lane i'm like oh, oh wow. my god the options are endless stun, dude and then- yeah and then she lays a stun cc dead that's fucking cancerous holy shit <laughs> you just got your mind blown didn't you a little bit dude. yeah a little bit so there's interactions like that I think I'm really excited for and obviously we've done some experimental lanes Senayumi is pretty broken yeah that was fun that was really fun it's broken at low elo yes. we'll say that I don't obviously anyone at high elo is just gonna hard engage that shit and you will int super hard but I think gold down you're pretty good to run Senayumi with your buddy if you I would to. agree also Rumble Yumi hidden ropey mm-hmm. <laughs> we oh man, oh, man. That man <laughs> what a game. game that was amazing <laughs> i'm just gonna say this layering the ultis best feeling ever
1: yeah dude you start melting people they're rooted
0: they're taking damage from yumi and then there's just that sweet sweet <laughs> sweet ulti coming down on top of them i've had a lot of fun with senna in the mid lane as well she's, she's surprisingly good in the mid lane i just mm-hmm. tried it out i'm like I doubt she'll ever be, like, a high-tier mid-lane priority, but, dude, she actually does really well into a lot of champions. I would agree. Her ability to space is super fucking abusive. Oh, my lane, God, dude. it's disgusting. And it's just a 1v1, right? So if mm-hmm. you just ward, because, you know, she has no escapes, so you have to ward for sure. That's the biggest weakness with Senna, obviously. But she can go against assassins. She can go against range mages. She can go against tanks-ish in the mid-lane. Like, she's good mid. Mm-hmm.
1: I would agree, dude. That's it's super fun, and then that allows you to change your build a little bit because you could just straight up rush a ghost blade, right? And become mobile, and then you have a lot of options from there on what you want to do. Yeah, dude. And the global ults—I'm oh so God. about global, global ults. Ult, yes,
0: <laughs> global laser beam of death.
1: It looks awesome. I wish it packed like a bigger punch, but at the same time, she's meant to be a support, support so right. I understand.
0: Yeah, I, I do that. I do understand that as well, but I think when you do the Dark Harvest build, that definitely puts you in the carry role with that mm-hmm. ultimate, because it does that extra little bit that you don't get from whatever. And the fact that she can she can stack an IE and one other AD items worth of attack damage by AD souls or whatever, is kinda, right. that's kind of nutty, so I imagine that'll probably get tweaked a little bit. But overall, uh, Senna definitely a fun champion to play if you're a support main, or an ADC main, honestly. She works in either role. She's truly a support Marksman so I think Riot did a good job with Senna yeah I couldn't agree more I'm a big fan of her honestly I love it baby. I want to keep playing same well
1: Bilky we've reached that part of the show yes hi Bilky yes what in god's name happened last week so it was an entire disaster it happens and you know what it was about time
0: it really was we were on a hot streak something fierce like a nice rumble ulti the equalizer oof you got me going <laughs> Mr. Carey <laughs> It's time for If You Want to Read, where we give you some comic book reading recommendations, Netflix recommendations, and stuff we've just been checking out lately. Um, I put on there again, and I'm going to say it again. Please just go on leagueoflegends.na or na.leagueoflegends and read the Senna bio. It's actually just a really cool story. Period. End of story. <laughs> End, of story. End of, story. <laughs> of story. I have spoken. <laughs>
1: what else you got, dude?
0: Um, and there was another show on Netflix I've been watching, Taken. That's the, the Taken series that used to be on TV pretty interesting but uh, you know it's kind of that's there's only one thing they can do on the show and they've done it a lot so yeah people are getting taken and then he has to just kill all of them and yeah it's it excellent <laughs> it's awesome
1: <laughs> So I've recently been checking out this anime I've seen it a lot on the social medias but I never got around to watching it. And it's about time I had another anime recommendation. That's true. So it is a rather popular one. It's called Demon Slayer. Ooh. Dude, this thing has been badass, right? So we follow this main character. His name's Tanjiro. Yes. He's your typical good guy. He takes care of his family. His mom is by herself, and he's got little siblings. He's a hard worker. He just wants to do well by everybody. And, of course, those characters always end up being, you know, like, super strong. Right. Kind of like Goku, where they just have so much heart and they're so pure. Yeah. That makes them deadly. And makes so sense. He goes into town, and he has to stay the night with some random dude, because he's like, no, the demons come out at night. Mm. He's like, well, I'll be fine. He's like, <laughs> no, get your ass in the house. <laughs> so he stays the night, goes home the next day, and finds his family slaughtered. Oh, God. Yes. It, they cut deep for Oh, the my God. Dome. And they portray just like the most horrifying scenes on his face. And the expressions are hard to watch a little bit, not going to lie. Yeah. But he finds one of his sisters and she's turned into a demon. Oh my. And she tries to attack him, but then he's all like screaming. He's like, no, fight it, fight it. And it's super emotional. And <laughs> he can tell that he's making a connection with her because she starts crying too. Yeah. She doesn't want to do it. Ends up finding these people and finds out about the demon slaying core gets trained does all this shit and then he becomes a demon slayer You're god but he keeps his sister with him the whole time oh my and he's on a quest to figure out how to turn her back into a human dude it's dude that sounds incredible sick
0: I have to watch this now
1: and the animation is beautiful on it yeah it's got good comic relief from time to time but it stays plot oriented throughout the whole show And I haven't finished it yet, but I'm probably like 13 episodes in and I'm loving it so far.
0: Nice. I will
1: definitely be giving that one a check, bro. Yeah, dude. It's all about breathing techniques and using the sword to the best of its ability, and that's how he gets his power. That's amazing, dude. Yeah, definitely check out Demon Slayer. I've been watching it on Hulu. I'm not sure if you can find it on Netflix, but you can find it on the internet somewhere, if not in Hulu. Haikyuu
0: is on Netflix for anyone that's interested. The greatest volleyball
1: anime ever made. I love that anime, dude. It's so amazing. (laughs) That's a fucking good one, I tell you what. Oh, God. Or I tell you what. I tell
0: you what. Get out there and get to (laughs) trucking. <laughs> well, bilky, yet again we have made a podcast flawlessly for 0 dollars and 0 cents. I don't know how we do it. It's actually incredible. It really is. We should be sponsored or something ah, one day, one day, one day in the ethers of reality. <laughs> <laughs> it's because we use a site called podcast.com. It's the best place to host your podcast because it's free and it gives you unlimited storage and optimized search engine capabilities to get your podcast out on the internet. Mm. love it love it love it so much and if you want some comic book recommendations or any of the ones that we have listed on this show you can go to comiXology it's a couple clicks of the button and all of a sudden you're gonna be reading some comic books god damn it it's so simple it's so simple you can get some awesome awesome access to thousands of comic books from your favorite publishers marvel dc dark horse image all those good companies please go do it immediately with haste, as we like to say. With haste. Hustle. Pick up the knees. Get on your horse, damn it! <laughs> Move. <laughs> oh, man. Bilky, where can people find you on the internet in case they want any human-to-human interaction? You can find me in the Twitter sphere at lgbilks, and then you can find me
1: on Instagram at B-I-L-K-O-Z-B-Y. And that, Jalen, per usual, is
0: open to your interpretation. Excellent, my dude. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Jalen Holston. We'll be back next week on time, on a Friday, like normal, for all of you. Goodbye.